Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. ...win a Virginia dispute over wearing masks at school. I'm Dick Iuliano. Richmond's last Confederate memorial is now down. I'm Neil Augenstein. Do we need a 9-11-style commission to figure out what went wrong with COVID? At 710, we'll go live with the New York Times. WTOP at 7 o'clock. Lockerbie bombing suspect appears in U.S. courts. The United States believes we have an extremely compelling case. FBI report on hate crimes. Two in every three were tied to an individual's race. Winter blasts that hit the west heads east. Underneath the snow is really icy. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The man accused of making the bomb that brought down a Pan Am flight over Lockerbie, Scotland, appears in a Washington, D.C. courtroom on international terrorism charges. CBS's Peter King. Victoria Kumak's husband was among the 270 people killed December 21st, 1988. The first tangible step to hold any suspect accountable in U.S. courts. Abu Aguila Mohammed Massoud's appearance was brief. He asked for a week to hire an attorney. Attorney. The three charges he faces carry possible life prison terms. Prosecutors won't ask for the death penalty since it wasn't legal in 1988. CBS's Cammie McCormick on the FBI's latest hate crime stats. These statistics for 2021 show nearly 65% of victims were targeted based on the offender's bias against race or ethnicity. More than 15% biased against sexual orientation and 13% for religious bias. Many of the crimes involved intimidation than simple assault and aggravated assault. The White House says President Biden has tasked an interagency group to increase efforts to counter anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. A major winter storm is expected to stretch from Idaho to Wisconsin. Weather Channel meteorologist Alex Wallace. Winds around Rapid City, 35 to even 40 mile per hour winds will be possible there with snow. So you can imagine how difficult it's going to be to try to travel through this zone across parts of the northern plains and the upper Midwest tornadoes possible in the deep south. The National Security Advisor says the effort to bring back from Russia imprisoned Marine vet Paul Whelan is one of President Biden's highest priorities. Our commitment to this is absolutely rock-solid, intense. Jake Sullivan says his team held a virtual call with Whelan's sister Elizabeth on Monday. When asked whether the U.S. might offer Russia policy changes to secure Whelan's release, Sullivan said there are plays the administration could run. But, I mean, if the implication is, are we going to take a different approach to Ukraine or something like that? The answer is no, we're not going to take a different approach to Ukraine. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. The January 6th House Select Committee is expected to soon wrap up its report with potential criminal referrals. CBS's Scott McFarland. December 21st is a date members of this committee seem to be settling on for their announcement of criminal referrals, their release of that final written report they've been working on, and potentially a final public meeting business meeting or hearing. On Wall Street, the Dow closed up 529 points. Now this. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 703 here on WTOP, Monday evening, December 12th, 2022. It's 42 in Tyson's down to the 20s later.
Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour, the major controversy swirling around Loudoun County Public Schools is what we start with. A special grand jury looking into how the system handled two sexual assaults by the same student has handed down indictments against two people, including the recently fired superintendent. The school system public information officer, Wade Byard, has now been placed on leave. WTOP's Christy King has our report. A special education teacher is named in two of the indictments handed down against former Superintendent Scott Ziegler. In those, the special grand jury states the teacher faced retaliation for making a court appearance and for expressing views on matters of public concern. A third misdemeanor count against Ziegler is related to allegations he lied to the school board when asked whether he was aware of sexual assaults in bathrooms. And the Loudoun School spokesman faces a felony count of perjury. The Office of Virginia's Attorney General will be prosecuting the cases. Christy King, WTOP News. We do have a statement tonight from the family of a person who was assaulted. Speaking through their attorney, the family says one thing we feel is important to note is that over the last 14 months since our daughter was assaulted, not one member of the school board, administration, or even our local high school leadership has reached out to check on how she's doing, lend any type of support, or even apologize for what we are going through as a family. That alone speaks volumes to what we have endured throughout this ordeal. A former Virginia priest pleads guilty to sexually abusing a young teenage boy in the 1980s. It's a story you're hearing only on WTOP. The victim of the priest is sharing his reaction to the guilty plea. I just think more of us need to realize that there is an opportunity for justice out there, and if you don't say something, nobody knows. Former D.C. Council member David Grosso sat in the Loudoun County courtroom as his abuser, 65-year-old Scott Azalone, admitted the evidence against him would result in a guilty plea. Grosso says he's relieved Azalone took the plea deal. I mean, obviously not being subjected to cross-examination, I was the primary witness and the only victim. Grosso wrote an op-ed in 2020 sharing that he was the 14-year-old victim of then-indicted Azalone back when he was a member of St. Francis de Sales in Percival. He reported Azalone, who left the church in the early 90s, but he never faced charges until now. It was just running into him, and I guess that's just what America's all about, right? But it's still, it was hard. It was definitely hard. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. A Silver Spring man accused of killing a gas station clerk last week will now likely be charged for the murder of a pregnant woman. A judge ordered that 31-year-old Tori Moore's competency be tested after the murder of Ayalu Wandemu, a clerk at a White Oak gas station, after an apparent argument over a bottle of iced tea. After Moore's arrest, police then found the body of a 26-year-old pregnant woman inside Moore's apartment. She died as a result of multiple gunshot wounds. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy says the woman may have been dead more than a month. Assuming this turns out to be the woman we believe it is, they had had an ongoing relationship and they had cohabitated at various points in time. McCarthy says Moore will be charged with murder for both the woman and the child's death. So far, the woman has not been identified. At Rockville District Court, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. 706. Parents of students with disabilities in Virginia have won a major legal dispute over mask wearing at schools. One of Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's first acts in January was signing Executive Order Number 2, which gave all parents the right to decide if their kids wore masks at school. Parents of disabled children immediately protested and filed a lawsuit, saying the Virginia directive was contrary to protections given their kids under federal disability laws. Now the state has settled with the parents, agreeing schools must accommodate kids with disabilities with teacher and student masking. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. A historic move in Richmond as the city's last major Confederate memorial has now been taken down. 
WTOP's Neil Augenstein has that. The AP Hill Confederate Monument has towered over this busy intersection on the city's north side for more than 130 years. WTVR reporter Brendan King watched as the statue was removed. The general's remains were buried beneath the monument. While Hill's remains will be sent to Fairview Cemetery in Culpeper, his family argue in court that the statue itself is a grave marker, making it personal property. He says the monument will be kept in storage during the court appeals process. Richmond's last Confederate statue is no longer standing in the former capital of the Confederacy. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. After traffic and weather, a lot of people believe we need a 9-11 style commission to investigate how we handled and mishandled the COVID pandemic. But the chances of something like that being put together seem to be slipping in Congress. We'll talk to Cheryl Gay-Stolberg of the New York Times just ahead. It's 7.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Rich Hunter. All right, Michelle, traveling on the Beltway in Virginia, in a loop just north of Arlington Boulevard, the remnants of what had been a multi-vehicle crash. Everything's off the road, on the shoulder in the service roadway. Uh, so, again, a much better uh, merge for folks coming off of 50 now, and delays are quickly easing there as a result. If you're traveling on the rest of the Beltway, still some volume delays as you cross the American Legion Bridge. Uh, again, as you make your way into Silver Spring, there's a brief slowdown there. Uh, kind of off and on from Georgia Avenue toward University Boulevard and even toward New Hampshire Avenue. New Hampshire Avenue has been hung up this afternoon by a crash that occurred uh, just north of Dil- or right near Dilston and Adelphi Road right at that light. Looks like traffic is now getting by, but there was also a crash up near the Beltway and Oakview Drive. So, again, be extra careful up there. It's been a slow go on New Hampshire Avenue trying to get up to the Beltway as of late. A uh, crash that was 301 south near Chad's Ford Road in Brandywine. That is since wrapped up and cleared. Uh, problem in Virginia, 395 south before you get down to Duke Street. Had one stopped in the center of the roadway and still does not appear that he has any help. So please be careful getting by. Folks are getting by to the right and left there, so use caution. 66 eastbound near the Roslyn Tunnel. Crash remains along the right side. Fairfax County Parkway northbound north of Burke Lake Road. Crash there had been along the right side of the roadway. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterman has helped tens of thousands of clients who've been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical mal- medical malpractice. Visit GBLawyers.com and feel better. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. We'll have low temperatures tonight in the mid-20s to low 30s as clouds continue to clear out. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. Clouds build back in on Wednesday. Temperatures in the low to mid-40s Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday is looking like a messy weather day with a cold rain impacting the region and potentially starting off as a wintry mix. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Checking temperatures now, 40 in Chantilly, 42 in Penn Quarter, and 41 in Columbia. Lows tonight, upper 20s to low 30s. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Now 710, you know, it is sometimes easy to forget, for a little while anyway, all that we've been through as a nation and as a planet since early 2020. More than a million Americans dead from COVID. Finger-pointing by lawmakers and everyday citizens. Misinformation, disinformation. Why were we so badly prepared to handle this once-in-a-century pandemic? And isn't it really important that we find out and better prepare for the next time? Let's go live to New York Times correspondent Cheryl Gay-Stolberg, who covers health policy. And Cheryl, first, a big shout-out to those poor people working in the nation's emergency rooms. They they saved countless lives. They were so brave. And in some cases, 
they really sacrificed everything. But as for the rest of the country's systems, it was terrible, especially at first. There are calls for a 9-11 style commission to look into COVID. Is that going to happen? Well, right now it seems to be hanging in the balance on Capitol Hill. A bill that would create a commission passed, uh, really sailed out of the Senate Health Committee with overwhelming bipartisan support, 20 to 2 uh, in March. But it's been kind of languishing uh, on in the Senate where Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, has not brought it up for a vote. President Biden hasn't taken a position on it. And, you know, we're in the waning days of a lame duck session. And the last hope to get this bill passed is to tack it on to a spending bill that has to get through by the end of the year. Before, uh, I'm sorry, uh, beyond what you just told us, the thumbnail of the president and Chuck Schumer and all that, what is the problem? Is there no desire for this? I mean, clearly there's a need. Well, this bill would do a number of things. It would create a 9-11 style commission that would investigate both the Trump and the Biden response to the pandemic. It would make the CDC director's position a Senate confirmed position. It would uh, do some more. um, It would take additional steps to improve uh, the public health infrastructure. And it's not quite clear why the Biden White House opposes or, or has not taken a firm stand in support of this bill. They haven't come out either way. I suppose one could infer uh, that perhaps they don't want a commission to investigate both their response and the Trump response. Um, but they haven't said and they wouldn't comment for my story. Well, is there a back door to push it through? Is there some other way? Well, the back door would be to tack it on to the omnibus spending measure. That's like a big catch-all spending measure that has to pass. A lot of different lawmakers are trying to tack their <laughs> projects onto that bill, and it's unclear um, how many add-ons can can ride through on that bill. So we'll have to see. That's really the that's the back door if there is one. What's the final thought you'd leave us with, especially since with the triple whammy of flu, RSV, COVID, we're not doing especially well even now. Uh, I understand our hospitals are filling up again. I think the final thought I would leave you with is that much like 9-11, we are as a nation coming out of a very traumatic time. Many, many, many more people died as a result of COVID than died on 9-11. Uh, People are still grieving the loss of their loved ones. The 9-11 Commission was kind of a catharsis for the nation. It was really a national reckoning. It came up with specific recommendations for how to do things better. Uh, The Commission published a book that was a bestseller, and it kind of pulled together a national narrative of what went wrong. And people who support this bill say that that's really important to do as a result of the pandemic or in the fallout from the pandemic, uh, if only to bring the nation closure and to bring some comfort to those who lost their loved ones. Cheryl, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That is Cheryl Gay-Stolberg. She is a New York Times correspondent who covers health policy. Wizards and Nets this evening. Commanders getting back to work after the bye. They could even solidify a playoff position soon. Stay with us. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has given working adults like you the opportunity to build your next success. 
Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs in career-relevant fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more. Plus, we offer 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, and lifetime career services. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now Rob Woodfork. All right, the Wizards and Nets just underway at Capital One Arena. The Wiz looking to snap out of a miserable streak of six straight losses, nine of their last ten. They open the game on a 5-0 run. That's good. The Nets would answer with a 5-0 run of their own. That is bad. And right now it is the Nets in front eight to seven in the early going. Today, Navy Athletic Director Chet uh, Chet Gladchuk uh, explaining the reason behind firing Ken Niamatololo as head football coach of the midshipmen. I conveyed it to him, and I also conveyed it, as I mentioned, for 20 years to the head coach every year. As a matter of fact, the coach states to his team what his goals are every year and what our objectives are. And again, it was clear as a bell. There's, There's no confusion with regard to what the expectations are. Neil Matalolo told ESPN he was sitting by himself at his locker after the loss to Army when Gladchuk walked in and fired him. In 15 years, Neil Matalolo went 109-83. and is the winningest coach in program history. Up a level, the commanders announced he's back. No, not Dimitri Sotis, although we're happy to have him <laughs> I back. I am back, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Carson Wentz returning from injured reserve. He will remain the backup to Taylor Heineke, though. The rival Dallas Cowboys adding some receiver depth in the form of veteran T.Y. Hilton, the longtime Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this perhaps signals a pivot off the public flirtation with Odell Beckham Jr. Monday Night Football in Arizona tonight, about an hour away. The 4-8 and eight Cardinals hosting the 6-6 six and six New England Patriots trying to fight their way out of last place in the AFC East. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Now 717, two teenagers are being charged with armed carjacking in Prince George's County. Police say the two were in an Uber and pulled out guns on the driver, then demanded her car. Investigators say this all happened about noon, a little after 12 noon on Saturday. Police say the two 14-year-olds were caught after crashing the car while trying to get away from officers. A BB gun was recovered at the scene. Maryland will be getting millions of dollars to expand Internet access. The Biden administration awarding nearly $6 million to build up high-speed Internet networks. The federal grants will also go to developing digital skills training programs in the state. Top stories we're working here at WTOP. A Loudoun County grand jury indicts the ex-superintendent of schools. We'll tell you why. The accused bomb maker believed to have brought down Pan Am Flight 103 over Scotland was arraigned. 1988 crime in D.C. federal court today. We'll tell you about his demeanor and why affected families may be upset. CVS and Walgreens have agreed to pay state and local governments to settle lawsuits over the toll of opioids. We'll talk about the money involved. Stay with us here for the latest details. It's 718. Traffic and weather on the 8th to the traffic center we go in Rich Hunter. All right, Michelle, we're going to start you off on 395 in Virginia Jam. Now headed south to King Street past Seminary Road down to Duke Street. That vehicle remains in the center of the roadway and still doesn't appear like there's any help, although maybe somebody was just pulling up behind him to help out. But for the moment, he stopped there in the center of the roadway. Folks are getting by on the far right and the far left. Please be careful approaching, but it is very slow there as a result. Now, 66, getting better quickly. The crash was inside the Valley eastbound. Before you get to the Roslyn Tunnel, all lanes have been reopened. Delays are easing there. Westbound 66, leaving the Beltway in as far west as Haymarket. For now, without issue, George Washington Parkway miraculously cleared out very well once they got uh, the crash in the service roadway from the outer loop. 
headed toward the GW Parkway. Once they got that wrapped up and cleared, pace definitely got better. A new problem in Montgomery County up in Wheaton. It's George Avenue northbound at Hathaway Drive. It was a two-vehicle crash, including one overturned. Heavy response on scene. Looks like they finally cleared the crash northbound New Hampshire Avenue at the intersection with Adelphi Road and Dilston Road. Uh, but there are still heavy delays there. It was also a crash, it looks like, on the ramp to the uh, inner loop of the Bellway, and that was slowing folks down. Bellway's clearing up pretty rapidly in Maryland and Virginia. Still a slow stretch getting past New Hampshire Avenue, but again, nothing reported in your way. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, much improved. 270 headed north of the Bellway up toward Fred. So far, in good shape. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast, Amelia Draper. Temperatures tonight falling into the mid-20s to low 30s as clouds continue to clear out. Mostly sunny tomorrow, highs in the mid to upper 40s. Clouds increase on Wednesday with a storm system impacting the region on Thursday. We could see up to two inches of rain, making for a messy morning and evening commute. In addition to that, as the storm moves in very early Thursday morning, it could start off as a bit of a wintry mix. The biggest threat being ice, freezing rain and sleet, and mainly north and west of the D.C. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Current temperatures 41 at Fort Belvoir, 42 in Foggy Bottom, and the same in Silver Spring. Lows tonight, upper 20s to lower 30s. And we're brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service seven days a week at 721. Breaking news on WTOP. We're just learning that former CEO of the failed crypto firm FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the United States. Again, you've been hearing so much about this failed crypto firm FTX. Now the head of that, Sam Bankman-Fried, under arrest in the Bahamas. We're just learning about this about a minute ago. It's at U.S. request, and we will find out more details. Bring them to you here and at WTOP.com. And coming up on WTOP, part of our region will be involved in a special election come February. We'll explain why. It's 721. I am Thomas Myers, president of IBW Local 26. Do you own an electrical contracting business? Would you like assistance with obtaining more work? Are you seeking more networking opportunities, help finding the most highly trained workers? Do you want the best pay and benefits for your employees? If so, then consider partnering with IBW Local 26. By partnering with the Electricians Union, you can take your business to the next level. IBW Local 26 represents more than 150 contractors of all sizes. We provide world-class training to more than 10,000 skilled electricians. And we handle health care and retirement benefits so you don't have to. Contact IBW Local 26 to learn about how we can help grow your business. Go to IBWLocal26.org. That's IBEWLocal26.org. Click on the Business Opportunities tab to start growing today. IBW, wired for growth. Good to have you tuned in tonight at 722. Thanks for calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK. This is Sarah. How can I help? I put a couple of pieces of junk on a shelf or in a closet or anywhere, really. And when I come back, there's a lot more junk. Junk is like termites, mosquitoes, and ants. If you let it get a foothold, it will take over your house and your yard. But have no fear. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. All I have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. We're there during natural disasters and public health emergencies. And we're there every day, helping pharmacies and hospitals serve patients and communities large and small. From times of crisis to times of calm, healthcare distributors deliver billions of medicines and medical supplies every year. 
During the COVID-19 pandemic, we delivered the vaccines, treatments, and supplies providers and patients need. Learn how at healthdelivered.org. Brought to you by the Healthcare Distribution Alliance. This is WTOP News. 723. Campaign 2023 on WTOP. We've now got a date for the special election to fill the seat of Virginia Democratic Congressman Don McEachin, who died on November 28th and was first elected to represent Virginia's 4th Congressional District back in 2016. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin says that election is happening February 21st. Anybody who wants to run has until two days before Christmas to file the paperwork. The 4th District covers much of the area between Richmond and Chesapeake. As you've been hearing on WTOP, the Marine Corps is celebrating 75 years of delivering toys to less fortunate kids all across America through Toys for Tots. And to help celebrate, their boss, the Commander-in-Chief, stopped by for some last-minute prep for area families. Toys for Tots is one of the best events of the year at the White House. President Joe Biden speaking to Marines and their families here at Joint Base Meyer-Henderson Hall in Arlington. You can't see something like that without smiling. For 75 years, you brought joy and laughter and smiles to families all across this country. Samara Donahue, the daughter of a Marine colonel, helped the president wheel bikes and stuffed animals into Tots barrels. It's a fun way for all of us to come together and bring joy and bless those less fortunate kids. The president told a story about a young girl that had just come to America from Nicaragua and received a stuffed bunny from Marines. That little girl grew up to join the United States Marine Corps, but she still remembers that first Christmas in the United States. At Joint Base Meyer-Henderson Hall, Luke Luger, WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55 on WTOP and Brennan Hazelton. A nice day on Wall Street with the Dow closing up 528 points, NASDAQ up 139, S&P gained 56. It's been a tough year for D.C. restaurants. The Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington says at least 48 have shut down this year, eight more than in 2021. And how much would you have to make each year to feel rich? A CNBC survey finds a majority of Americans say they'd have to make at least 200 grand a year to feel wealthy. Brendan Hazelton, WTOP News. Money News sponsored by the Washington Ballet's The Nutcracker. The Washington Ballet's charmingly D.C version of the Nutcracker live at the Warner Theater now through December 30th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com or WashingtonBallet.org slash Nutcracker. Repeating the breaking news we brought you a few moments ago, the uh, former CEO of the failed crypto firm FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been arrested in the Bahamas. This at the request of the United States. We'll have more on that story ahead on WTOP. 726. Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. Sean Ferguson, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Chief of Staff to the Office of the Chairman at the Special Olympics, joins host Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, to discuss the importance of leadership, inclusion, and community building. I've seen so much perseverance and grit from the athletes of Special Olympics. At Special Olympics, no one's excluded. You know, no no one's excluded. Everyone is equal at Special Olympics. And, and, you know, in a country that's quite divided on so many lines, politically and uh, socially, uh, economically, race.